0: I am relatively safe for now. I have water and food. I force myself to eat and drink to have strength. I can't believe that this is all happening in reality. I don't have the opportunity to get to the train station to escape at all. I can't even go out into the street. Explosions are constantly heard in my neighboring area a woman with a child literally wanted to evacuate a couple of houses from me and fell under shelling they died and their bodies are not even taken away I remember very well the news in Syria when they used gas attacks with sarin and chlorine it's just some kind of nightmare every day is reminiscent of life in hell with every passing day Russian attacks are becoming more and more fierce and dangerous up to the fact that they shelled the maternity hospital in Mariupol. These are real animals, not people. How strong cruelty must be in order to bomb the maternity hospital where the most defenseless people, women and newborn children are. Possibly this is the so-called special operation to destroy innocent humanity The invaders are fighting against pregnant women? Are these warriors? Is it a nation? It is a shame. We will never forgive. But the entire civilized world is looking at this and doing nothing. Although NATO can close the sky, after all, it was a direct blow of the Russian troops to the maternity hospital. People under the rubble. Children under the rubble. This is an atrocity. How much longer will the world be complicit in ignoring terror? NATO has power, but they seem to be losing their humanity. I really hope and pray that this nightmare ends soon. World peace is the most important thing in life. Hello, Patriots. Welcome to the Patriot Review. That is a personal message I received. I've been going back and forth with... uh, Today's technology, it's much, much easier to do to do that, uh, to, to really find out what's going on on the ground. And sadly, my friend is right now in a bomb shelter, has been for a long time. And uh, this is a situation that people find themselves in. Meanwhile, we as Americans just go about our lives and we enjoy what we have. Uh, the theme of this episode is just that Regardless of what we're hearing from both sides of this conflict, the innocent are suffering. And we, I think if we collectively understand that the more we collectively understand that the better will be as a better we'll be as a race. And I think that that is the message that really needs to be told and really needs to be repeated. And um, I know that we will not get rid of conflicts, obviously, but we really do need to stop and think about what our reaction should be. And um, hopefully, hopefully, we are able to do that and we are able to be part of ending this conflict as soon as possible. Thank you for being here today. I have three guests today. And the episode is on the Ukraine, just a couple of notes. Now, since uh, one of these interviews now Putin has invaded Western Ukraine. So as this thing changes so quickly uh, and I do interviews a little bit ahead of time. Obviously, this creates some issues. So yes, I'm aware that some things have changed. I'm aware about the, the oil purchasing changing. I'm aware of the Western Ukraine, like I said. I also am aware of the threat of chemical weapons and chemical warfare. I'm aware of the issue with the United States and the bio labs and uh, so those things uh, either have changed or will be briefly hit on in these in these interviews and um, the thing about the United States and our reaction is we could have we could make things easier for the US citizens by reversing Biden's policies and putting Trump's policies back in place for energy independence. Uh, he could open the oil resolve or oil reserve, uh, not to other countries like he's done, but more for keeping the, the price under control in our country. And uh, of course, that doesn't last forever either. But uh, on to today's episode. Now today we will hear different perspectives of what's happening in the Ukraine. We'll hear a perspective from uh, Ronald Boyd, the historical perspective, this is the history of the region. And then um, uh, IQ Al-Razuli is, is here to talk about the immediate uh, political atmosphere in the United States, as well as some of the historical uh, uh, events that have happened in the region. And I asked him specifically of the perspective of the Middle Eastern countries, the Islamic countries. So he'll be hitting on that. and then. Uh Sozlin is going to be with us again, and he's going to talk about from the Russian perspective. He was, as you will see his story, uh, as a little boy, he was actually in a, a war zone uh, at the time of the invasion of Georgia. So uh, I'm glad you're here. Buckle up and we'll get started right away here welcome to the show, Mr. Ronald Boyd. He is the TPR historian and contributor. Uh, Ronald and I are going to talk about the Ukraine today. So welcome aboard. Thanks for having me back. You bet. First question, the, uh, the invasion of the Ukraine, what is the history of that region and what is Putin's motivation and, and reasoning in your mind, in case the viewers aren't uh, aware of it?
1: Well, in my mind, historically, uh, Ukraine is the home of the original Russian state, uh, Kievan Rus, that was the beginning of the Russian state. Uh, Of course, uh, the name Ukraine itself is actually Russian, meaning borderlands. And basically, Ukraine was sort of like a buffer between Russia and other uh, countries, uh, such as Poland, Lithuania, Maybe Austria, Hungary, something like that. Uh, so it it wasn't. It was sort of like the Russian state, but it was also a separate state. And really, to tell you the truth, it was sort of like uh, what we would consider like you know the Wild Wild West. You know, back during the 19th century, where you know people would go if they're looking for freedom. You know, where you can do whatever you what you needed to do to survive ukraine was like that in fact a lot of russians mainly serfs actually fled the russian state which was uh you know basically moscow and they actually uh set up camps on the Dnieper river in ukraine and so, this was actually uh this was the actual beginnings of the cossacks who were russians but uh-huh. unlike the russian state cossacks actually practice true democracy
0: so in putin's mind he's invading because he views the ukraine as part of well the Our soviet Russia. union
1: Well, um, no, no not exactly it uh, if you if you notice like look at the symbols that the country is using right now uh huh. the flag the flag is the imperialist uh russian tricolor the double-headed eagle that's actually the part of the coat of arms of the Imperial family which was Romanovs. so to me in my mind what he's trying to do is set up a revival of them of Imperial Russia the Russian Empire and, and so, it's not the frankly, it's not the
0: Soviet Union borders it's 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 even older than that is what you're yeah, saying right
1: yeah it's, okay it's basically Imperial Russia and uh, quite frankly Uh, Ukraine has the Russians always considered Ukraine part of Russia I mean they're brothers essentially Uh, Ukrainian language 70% of it's actually Russian so So, you know
0: so um, you know the the area of the country of Ukraine that has uh, seemingly more historical importance and more Russians per se that people that want to be part of Russia is more the
1: southeast region of the country, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, the eastern part of the country, yeah.
0: So then, why is he continuing to attack Kiev and other cities? If his now I've heard his objective or his concern had to do with NATO countries and not having a NATO country on his border, and that seems to be mm-hmm. that seems to be in conflict with what he's showing, what he's doing. I mean, if he if he's on the border of Poland, he He's in, on the border of a NATO country.
1: Right. Um, what I'm thinking is there's there's several different uh, strategies that might be going on. Uh, as we as we notice, he's attacking a lot of southern Ukraine. He just captured Kherson. He has a fleet heading towards Odessa. He he wants to capture Odessa. If he captures those two ports and also Mariupol and you know he's controlling the entire southern coast, that makes Ukraine a landlocked country if he decides to stop. That makes it a landlock. And of course he's going to probably annex uh, uh, Donetsk and Luhansk. and I think also part of it he might actually want everything east of the the Dnieper river including Kiev because Kiev is ancestrally part of the Russian state, and of course, there's a city by the name of, uh, if I remember it now, Poltava. Uh, Poltava has some importance in Russian history. There was a battle there, I think, in 1707, when uh, Peter the Great was Tsar of Russia. He managed to defeat the Swedish, and the Swedish was, like, one of the great powers of the time. They had, like, the best army. And usually the Swedes would always trounce the Russians, but in 1707, he managed to defeat the, uh, the Swedes at Poltava in Ukraine. And what that did, that actually uh, set up the Russian state as a great power because you managed to defeat the Swedes. But oddly enough, the Russians never really celebrate the Battle of Poltava, which, you know, which is somewhat strange to me that's almost like us not celebrating d-day or celebrating gettysburg because Mm -hmm. you know gettysburg was a turning point in the civil war that actually sealed the fate of the confederacy and it guaranteed the uh the union coming back together again
0: right
1: you know so i mean it's a seminal piece of russian history which they're not celebrating which is somewhat odd but I'm thinking it does hold some importance to maybe uh,
0: Putin. Okay, and what are what are the other possible end games that you see coming out of this conflict?
1: Well, the other one might be just seizing uh, Luhansk and Donetsk, those regions. Uh, of course, seizing Mariupol, which is an important port on the Sea of Azov, and also uh, capturing the, a land bridge. On the Sea of Azov, so that way it connects Crimea to the rest of Russia. That's another uh, idea. Or what I think a lot of people might be fearful of is the complete annexation of all of Ukraine. But as if we, as we notice, he hasn't gone into Western Ukraine yet. So maybe he's just planning on either the, uh, just taking the east. Or taking everything east of to the deeper River, including Kiev, that might be the other option.
0: And for those people who say that uh, that Putin and Trump were best friends, and that uh, Biden is the better manager of the of the issue <laughs> of the of the condition that the Ukrainians are facing, what what's your comment about that?
1: Okay, if uh, if Trump was Putin's puppet why has he waited until now to invade ukraine it, it, when exactly. trump was president he had sanctions on the russians i mean so many sanctions in fact uh it, it's been rumored that there were so many sanctions they couldn't sanction anything else that's how that was the extent of the sanctions and if you noticed putin didn't do anything to mm-hmm. ukraine mm-hmm. uh he didn't move into ukraine he didn't build up any troops in the Ukraine. It wasn't until Biden became president that he invaded Ukraine. And you have to ask mm-hmm. yourself why. Why did he wait until now? Probably because he doesn't fear Biden. And right. look at some of the actions that Biden has done when he took office. First day that he, he was president, um, may I should air quote, president, mm, exactly. he basically reversed everything that. Donald Trump did you know now we no longer have secured borders we, we're no longer energy independent we're in fact buying 670 thousand barrels of Russian oil yeah every, 20 20 every million
0: dollars a day currently right yeah
1: so we are financing yeah the invasion of Ukraine
0: well and the other thing is you know I mean let's face it uh, Biden is weak and not only is he weak, he's got dementia, and he's not really the legitimate president. So it doesn't come down, to me, it doesn't come down to, you know, Trump was a Russian puppet, or Trump and Putin got along. Mm-hmm. I think that Putin actually respected Trump, and that's why he didn't do anything, because he knew that Trump's reaction would be completely different than what Biden's is, and, right. and the energy issue is huge. I mean, it's even it's even a bigger issue when you take a look at, what the countries in europe are are getting uh as far as oil from russia now germany is 75 percent dependent on russia where trump had it so that we were not only energy independent but we were you know a a big or the biggest exporter of of energy of Hmm. of oil natural gas in particular but um so here we are and you know biden we know you know, mm-hmm. while Nancy Pelosi, the, the knuckle rubber, can sit there and, and say that Trump is a criminal on January 6th, blah, 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 even though we know that they were the ones that set that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, while she sits there and wastes time on that and trying to get the media to cover that, wh- the people know that it was Joe Biden who accepted money from mm-hmm. the mayor of Moscow's wife, millions millions of dollars of of bribe money and money from the ukraine as well and i mean he's he's just he's dirty Mm -hmm. and the media doesn't want to cover it so yes you know with all that with all that said what uh i know you don't have a crystal ball but uh do you have a thought as to what the most likely outcome is of this whole conflict
1: i i'm thinking uh putin's gonna get what he wants quite frankly i mean they're they're currently talking about uh, investigating him for war crimes okay that's great but unless you can get him to leave Russia yeah it's pointless
0: well I do know that a very wealthy Russian uh, I believe it's a Russian gentleman who put a bounty on his head that was in the news I guess I do have one more question and that is do you see these actions emboldening China and having China end up in Taiwan very soon
1: actually there's there's been news reports about that uh the Chinese actually asked Putin to wait until after the Olympics was over before invading Ukraine and it's believed that maybe they had an agreement okay I'll wait until after the Olympics are over I'll invade Ukraine you wait a month or so and you do whatever you want with Taiwan and we've the United States actually asked the Chinese to ask Russia not to invade Ukraine. In fact we shared intelligence with the Chinese. And guess what the Chinese did? They took that intelligence and they gave it to the Russians. Jeez. You know, they're in cahoots with each other. Well, and yeah. so we're sitting there begging the Chinese, Oh, please, you know, talk to talk to Putin. It's like this is idiocy. No. This
0: is the same idiocy and cowardly BS that we saw under Draw the red line multiple times. Obama and a lead right. from behind. Obama. Mm-hmm. These these people on the left are idiots when it comes to dealing with uh, other powers around the globe, and that's just the mm-hmm. fact. So.
1: Yes. But, what we need is peace through strength. Exactly. That's just been shown that. to
0: work over and over again.
1: But uh, before we go, I, I do have a book uh, recommendation. Sure. And that's uh. Gates, if you're, if anyone's interested in the history of Ukraine, Gates of Europe, uh, A History of Ukraine by Serhii Um uh, It's it's a good book. Uh, and, you know, he details the early, you know, like prehistory, I guess, if you want to call it that, at least the early history of Ukraine and how the Ukrainian uh, as a country developed. Uh, it, it's good. I highly recommend it. Okay. For anyone who's interested.
0: Great. Somewhere other than Amazon, hopefully.
1: Yeah. It's usually any bookstore, you know, yep. that carries good books.
0: Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ron, and we'll have you back again uh, follow up. to. There's always new stuff happening when it comes to this issue, so we'll have you back as soon as we can. Okay. Sounds right. good. Thanks again. Yep. Thank you. Hey, Patriots. You can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR, that stands for the Patriot Review, that's TPR, or call 800-519-9927, that's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself, I can tell you they are the best quality bar none, so go ahead, use the code TPR, and get up to 66% off right now.
2: Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. I'd
0: like to welcome back to the show Mr. I.Q. Alrozouli. Uh, I've had you on a few times. I always enjoy talking with you. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And um, today is going to be a little different. We normally talk specifically around the topic of Islam. And uh, today we're going to talk about the Ukraine and what's going on there, Russia, uh, what your thoughts are uh, as far as what we'll be seeing in the near future. So let me just ask you, what do you think the... uh, now he's, uh, Putin has been talking for 15 years or more about lands that he believes are, you know, rightfully uh, Russian lands, and there are some, especially on the southeastern part of the Ukraine, that uh, is largely, you know, Russian, former Russian citizens who want to, who want to go back into Russia. Uh, do you think that this attack is all about that, or do you think it'll go beyond that?
2: I don't think it will go beyond that. American people are, tragically is you have the most despicable news media in the world they are dishonest they are deceptive and they are clueless from the very beginning from literally 20 years ago putin complained to every american president that he does not want nato to encroach upon his territory what does he mean by his territory When the Soviet Union collapsed, there was a tacit agreement between Gorbachev, Ronald Reagan, and Margaret Thatcher that the republics, which were the Eastern European republics, like Poland, Hungary, Romania, and all the others, should not be part of NATO. And they agreed. It was a tacit agreement. But what happened in the year 2000, in a meeting between Putin and Bill Clinton. Putin suggested to Clinton, let Russia be part of NATO. This would have been the most remarkable idea. To incorporate Russia in NATO means there will be no war ever in the future. But unfortunately, the short-sightedness of the West was immense. They rebuffed him. So he realized, from that point of view, that they are—they no, don't mean to make peace with him. Mm-hmm. That NATO, by the way, NATO was created to against the Soviet Union. Why the Soviet Union? Because the Soviet Union was a communist ideology. Who the Soviet Union wanted to spread communism all over Europe. But even after the collapse of the Soviet Union, NATO continued to encroach upon the territories that were part of uh, the Soviet Union. So they took 15 republics, by the way, 15 previous republics, which were part of Russia, became part of NATO. The only two republics or territories that Putin refuses under any circumstances to allow them to be part of NATO are Belarus and Ukraine. And he repeatedly said that to the Americans. He repeatedly said the same thing to the Europeans. Don't, I will not allow Belarus and Ukraine to be part of NATO. And from from his point of view, I agree with him. Mm -hmm. It's like when the Russians had missiles in Cuba. Cuba was only 90 miles away. Right. But JFK, the president of the United States of America, was willing to go to nuclear war. Not to allow the Russians to be literally at the doorstep of America. Why are they surprised when Putin would also go to nuclear war for not allowing Americans to encroach upon his territory?
0: Well, I think that's a great point. You know, I can I would echo that same sentiment. And and, um, I don't know why it's such a surprise that he's doing what he said he would do. And. I also, you know, there's a lot of argument about, well, this wouldn't happen if Trump was in office. And uh, it is because Biden's in office. Uh, What are your opinions on that? Well, look. Trump
2: and Putin got on extremely well, by the way. This is why the, the Democrats accused him of being under Putin. Trump is a genius. Putin is a genius. They got on because they respected each other. That's so important. Right. When leaders respect each other, they can they, they can come to conclusions which are unbelievable.
0: Well, you mentioned three of them just a little bit ago. I mean, Gorbachev and Reagan had that same thing. Yes, and, and, yes, absolutely. And, and Thatcher, by too. The,
2: by the way, uh, Gorbachev, uh, sorry, Reagan and Michael Thatcher, they were unbelievably close to each other. Yes, they were. That's why they succeeded in destroying the Soviet Union. They collapsed it. They actually collapsed it. Mm -hmm. It's always with goodwill that you can achieve. But what happened is the Democrats demonized Trump and insulted Putin. I always asked a simple question from the very beginning when the Democrats accused Russia of interference. I asked. How is it conceivable for a three dimensional chess player like Putin would support a patriotic American to be president of the United States of America than Clinton, who is a traitor?
0: Yeah, right. Who sells 20- I asked a
2: simple question. Who, who Nobody sells, ever answered it.
0: Well, she's not only, a uh, she is a traitor. I mean, she sold 20% of our uranium, right? Exactly. To, to who? To the Russians. <laughs> to the Russians. Yeah, and, and we've also found out recently, um, well, not found out, but had underscored recently that the whole Russia thing was a hoax. It was perpetrated by the uh, Clinton campaign and the DNC, something that, uh, you know, the, the left-wing, the Democrats don't, uh, don't want to talk about. But um, so here we are today, and we're sitting in this situation, uh, and a lot of it seems to be based around energy, a lot of the inaction or action, whichever side of the coin you want to look at, a lot of it's based around oil, to me. The oil
2: oil has been of importance since World War II. Without oil, Western civilization stopped. By the way, when the Arabs in 1973 cut oil production to the West because because of the Arab-Israeli conflict, many European countries went on to three-day work here. They had no oil. Mm -hmm. Trump was the genius. He made America completely and utterly, not only independent, but was a producer and distributor and exporter of oil and gas. And this piece of garbage comes in, called Biden, and reverses it. I don't want Americans to ever believe the Democrats telling them that the the increase in the price of petrol is due to other things. No. It is due to the the fact that the Democrats want to have green energy. You will never have green energy. You will have a collapse of the American system, but you will never have green energy. Even as we are talking now, the Green Party in Germany, are willing now to produce oil and also to produce energy from atomic reactors. Because they have woken up to a reality. You are not going to have. Oil and gas to heat yourself. And if you don't have oil and gas to heat yourself, you are finished. Completely finished. And this is what's happening now in America. So, you know, you the, used to have three dollars a barrel, sorry, three dollars a gallon or two dollars a gallon.
0: Yeah.
2: Now you're having ten,
0: seven and you will have ten and more. Yeah. And what people I, know, I think most people in the United States connect the dots. and They understand that you know, the whole push for green energy, so to speak, is really is more about the same strategy that they used for health care, federalizing, federalizing energy gives them power it's to me part of the uh, objective of the communists in the country to to turn the united states communist and to control healthcare and to control energy is to control people absolutely but so, hopefully i just i'm saying hopefully because i'm not so
2: sure that there are enough americans i mean to think that 81 million americans voted for Joe Biden it's (laughs) (laughs) mind-boggling
0: there's no way I never
2: believed it I will never believe it because I remember until midnight on the 3rd of November I was with Americans on the internet counting the uh, number of people who will support Trump yeah 299 we calculated 299 at midnight in the morning six hours later it was reversed.
0: Yeah. Now, we're recording this. It's March 1st and uh, came out today in Wisconsin. Former Supreme Court, uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Gableman came out and has presented an interim report that it's it flat out proves the election in Wisconsin was won by Trump. goes further to say that not only is a de- decertification possible under the Wisconsin and U.S. constitutions, but it's mandatory. So it's interesting to watch and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but in, uh, about the Ukraine specifically, what is Biden's and the Democrats' game in doing what they're doing, in your well, opinion? Well,
2: first of all, they haven't done anything. They only talk and no action. When Trump sat down with Angela Merkel and eyeball to eyeball, he told her, look, you Europeans have been using us, Americans, for stupid people. We have been protecting you. We have been spending hundreds of billions protecting you, and you are not willing to spend 2% that you agreed upon in armaments. And what did the Democrats say? They accused him of being hard on, on uh, our true ne- friends. True friends would come and spend the 2%. They were leeching on America for 70 years. Yeah. Without a doubt. No question. Whatever (laughs) Trump did was exactly for America. You know, this is the most remarkable thing. They accused him of being a nationalist. Really? What do you think Putin is? What do you think Xi Jinping is? Uh. What do you think any leader
0: in any country is? Right. What, isn't that what the leaders are supposed to be? I mean, exactly. aren't they?
2: <laughs> but you see, we are working with the Democrats. The right. Democrats have now reversed everything. Love is hate. Hate is love. Right. Up is down. Men are women and women are men. Yeah. When you have such a mentality, even to have 32% of Americans approving of Biden shows that 32% of Americans are brain
0: dead. Well, I have a a belief that yeah, I believe I have a belief that um, you can tell me what you think of this. That uh, the the left, first of all, I think that they're they're full out fascists at this point. They're not just communists. They
2: are fascists.
0: And to me, fascism has always been a product of the left because the right, by its very nature, wants the smallest government possible. So fascism couldn't exist in in a government that is more nationalist, like what they accuse Trump of being. But um, the other thing about the other characteristic of the left, in my opinion, is that everything is based on crisis and emotion. The more crisis you can have, the more you can lead people emotionally to where you want them to go. What do you think about that?
2: Absolutely true. They cannot miss a chance to miss a chance when there is something to make an issue out of it. They divided America racially. Divided her intellectually. They divided her in every possible way that any human being can think of. By the way, they have caused between uh, Obama and uh, Biden, they have caused more
0: destruction to America than 70 years of the Soviet Union. Yes, they did. They did, and you mentioned... uh... Biden's supposed 81 million votes and that that alone just blows my mind how any American could believe that after watching him stay in his basement, after watching the, the supposed rallies of 12 to 20 people, you know, in their private little circles and seeing, remembering Barack Obama going to um, the Chicago stadium, the Bears stadium, and he filled it and people were enthusiastic people were attracted by his personality and his ability to, to speak and he never had 81 million people exactly exactly and they're I trying mean, to say that black not,
2: messiah yeah. he was the black messiah yeah and,
0: and, and they're he trying didn't to
2: have 81 million people
0: yeah they're trying and to say that garbage this garbage
2: comes with 81 million i mean yeah. how is that possible
0: exactly my point this guy is is is, is sadly i think he's he, He's he's a puppet. He's got dementia, and he doesn't even know where he's at half the time. I believe, but let me ask you this: um, so that as the rest of the world watches what's going on in the Ukraine and what's go- happening in, the, in the Western civilization in general, what do you think the Islamic nations nations are are thinking about what they're seeing and and what will be their reaction? Their reaction?
2: I don't. I I'm not saying about what will the be their reaction. The reaction is now. They are now extremely happy that they will destroy Western civilization. From inside and from outside, because nobody is standing against them. Who is standing against them? In Europe, if you curse the Jews, no problem. You curse Jesus, no problem. You make a remark about uh, Muhammad, they put you in prison. In Europe, I'm talking about. And you have the same thing in America. Everything is Islamophobia. Yeah. Does anybody speak English in America? I don't think anybody speaks English. Look up the... phobia. No, simple. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not being insulting. I'm being truthful. You are. Phobia, Google it now as I'm talking to you. Phobia is irrational fear. Not fear, irrational fear. Well, fearing Islam is totally rational. Why? Because they want you dead unless you submit to Sharia. Not fearing Islam is irrational. Something else. Every single Sharia compliant Muslim hates every human being on the planet who is not a Muslim. So how is it possible that we are worried about their feelings and we're not worried about our feelings?
0: You've said that you've said that on uh, my show before, and I, I agree with you. Yeah, and...
2: but it's a, it's a fact.
0: Yes, it is. Sharia is hate
2: mongering, war misogynist, racist, duplicitous, intolerant, completely subversive, vile, and evil. Well, the United Simple. States it's not complicated.
0: The United States is is proven itself to be godless and. Uh, in large part on the left, and that's
2: what's happening.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I know something's wrong when my country's government allows uh, people coming in uh, from Muslim countries to bring their child brides with them. Right? I mean, only child They're bringing disease. They're bringing
2: fear. They're bringing terror. You wait and see. This is only the beginning. Yes. You think you had the twin towers? They're going to cause you more than between towers. I
0: agree with you. Yeah, the southern border, I mean, that that's just a matter of time, and that will happen. Another question, please, Americans, you've got to understand. Jeff is an American.
2: I'm not an American. I'm the outsider looking in. And I'm supporting your country that you, yourselves, are not supporting. I want you to think, why is Biden more interested in the defense of the borders of a foreign country called Ukraine, while you have no borders in the South. No nation is sovereign with open borders. No nation will allow what is happening on your southern border.
0: Only you. Agreed. You can't can't, even that same border, you can't go back. You can't go into Mexico. And if you're caught a second time, it's an automatic two-year jail sentence. I'll tell you what. If somebody wants to go into China
2: illegally or into Russia illegally, they will be dead. Yes. They will not be taken into a court of law. They will be m- killed, not murdered, killed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's same. a big
2: difference. A lot of countries If somebody like that. comes to my home uninvited, I'll throw him to a billion pieces. Yeah. It's simple. My territory, my home is sacrosanct.
0: Yes. If well, you
2: come uninvited, means you want to do me harm.
0: Once again, the left has turned that into a, you know, there's something personally wrong with you. If you have these beliefs that you should have a country that, that protects itself.
2: Well, you I'll know. tell you
0: what. They turn it into if racism. I worry
2: about what the left is thinking, I have to commit suicide. Yeah. I don't care what they think. Yes. The tragedy I want Americans not to worry about what they think. If they call you a racist, tell them, yes, I'm a racist and I'm proud. Why? Because every single human being on the planet is a racist. Why? Because we are territorial, every animal on Earth is territorial. Not only territorial, but we start with the family. The family, the cousins, the brothers against the cousins. The brothers and the cousins are against the other people. The family against the tribe, the tribe against the other tribe. We are territorial. Every animal on Earth pees around its territory. To delineate what it belongs to them, and if you cross it, they will attack you. Yeah, it's just, a,
0: it's just a matter of it's a matter of nature. It's a matter that's inherent Absolute to every biolog- every person. it's a
2: biological imperative. Yeah, right. To survive.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And and you know somehow um, people believe that you can talk talk that out of people or get them to believe it and it'll just go away. I, I, it doesn't happen I, that I, way.
2: I, I I can't understand.
0: Yeah. Why
2: do, we ho- why do we have doors in our homes? Why do we have gates on our gardens? If 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 what the what the Democrats are saying and the leftists are saying that you shouldn't worry about it, let them open their doors. How yeah, come they exactly. are not taking any of the refugees? Yeah.
0: How come not a come single these people- Democrat
2: has taken a single refugee?
0: Yeah. How come these people who who are, are preaching to us live in gated communities and have private security? Thank you. Yeah, exactly.
2: Look, this is the tragedy. It's obvious to you. It's obvious to me, and I'm the outsider looking in. And yet, it's not obvious to 32 percent of the American
0: people. Yes. Well, they don't. They those people don't even know who. The president or vice president are they can't even point to a lot of them can't literally point to where Canada is on a map, you know, so these are people who are absorbed in their own lives, who believe that they have absolutely no influence and and can't make a difference anyway. So they don't. Um, This is a huge mistake. Yes. Every voice,
2: every human being makes a difference.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Every single human being makes a difference. Where do you think Biden came from? Where do you think Putin came from? Putin was a KGB officer, a low KGB officer. Look at him. All right. What do you think Xi Jinping? He was also a lowly laughing. but he Every human being can achieve if they are willing to work hard and use their brain. Amen. Every human
0: being can do that. Amen. Final but, question. Okay. Final question <laughs> for you. Um, right. What do you see? In the immediate, immediate future, as far as the Ukraine goes, where, where does Putin stop? Uh,
2: I honestly hope they have a talk and resolve the issue. I want Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, to tell Putin, look, maybe you're right. We are not going to join NATO. That's it. Problem is resolved. That's it.
0: Yeah. You no, the- can
2: tell him, look, maybe you're right. You know, when you tell the other guy maybe you're right, 50% of the argument is gone. Yeah. And then when you say, okay, we're not joining NATO, but they can join the European Union. European Union is not a military alliance. It's an economic alliance. Yes. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, to do with the, I mean, it has nothing to do with the military. But when he tells him, I am not joining NATO, Putin also threatened two other nations. Only yesterday. Finland and Sweden. Not to join NATO.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, the guy is a powerful man. He has as many, if not more, nuclear weapons as America. Yes, more. Nobody nobody wants to start a war like that. Mm. Because nobody will win. It's no win. Nobody will survive to win. Right. But... To, to re, you've got to look at the point of view of the other side, no matter how repulsive the person may be. Maybe he has a reason. Listen to him. I listen to him. I understand him. They tell you he, he occupied uh, Ukraine. No, not Ukraine. What? Crimea. 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 Crimea was always part of Russia. Mm-hmm. It was never part of uh, Ukraine. In 1953, at a whim, the Prime Minister, the Premier of the Soviet Union at that time, Khrushchev, who himself was a Ukrainian, gave it to Ukraine. He gave it to Ukraine, because at that time, nobody ever believed that the Soviet Union would ever collapse. So whether it was part of Russia or part of Ukraine or part of any other part of the Soviet Union, it didn't make any difference. But what happened also, that the, the Crimea is the headquarters of the Soviet fleet in the Black Sea. Putin couldn't give it away. There was no way on earth he gave it away. Mm-hmm. Especially when, uh, the, uh, when uh, Obama held the overthrow of an elected president of the Ukraine. People forget these things conveniently. Right. Obama created a situation where he overthrew an elected president of the Ukraine who was pro-Russia to replace him with somebody who was pro-West. When this happened, this happened, if I remember correctly, in December and January 2014. In February, Putin invaded and took Ukraine. Yeah. Don't believe me.
0: Yeah, I do Read believe you. Read about it. Yeah, I do believe you. He also...
2: It's an action and reaction. For every action, there is a reaction. Right. In physics, equal and opposite. But in politics, it's never equal and opposite.
0: Right. And you could go back even beyond Obama and look at Georgia and uh, Correct. President uh, the Bush. The same
2: thing, by the way, yeah. with Georgia. They wanted to make Georgia part of NATO. What the hell do you want to do that for? Right. Unless you are intending to do harm to Russia.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you so much for your insight in talking My about pleasure. this issue. Uh, we'll have you back again. and, and uh, Do we'll me see- a favor. Please send
2: me the link of the call.
0: I certainly will. I certainly Thank you. Will. God bless you. you, Take you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner I love MyPillow products I use them I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere, and you can help us all out, all Patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America, by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR, that stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember TPR save up to 66% You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless.
3: Ignore the thought
2: police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic
3: duty.
0: I'd like to welcome back to the show Mr. Sazlin Tiemansson. Sazlin, as you know, has been on several times. We talk about a lot of different subjects, but today we are talking about the war between Russia and the Ukraine. Welcome, Sazlin.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey, how That's about to- uh, if, if people are seeing you for the first time, just give us your background a little bit and tell us about how you ended up in the United States and what happened to you before that, please.
3: Absolutely. So <clears throat> I was born in Vladikavkaz, Russia, which is about um, 500 miles away from Sochi. And if you're familiar around, if you are familiar around the 2004 era, uh, Georgia, the country was being invaded by Russia. And so our city was the brunt of their war. And so that was a big problem that we had during that time. And so the city I grew up in was a war-torn city, and so it was constant shelling and it was constant uh pretty much was happening in ukraine but the problem was that georgia was sitting in our city back and forth so it was, i was uh it was pretty bad it was brutal so you
0: you got to see this personally from the perspective of a child right i mean you were yep. you were what eight and a half when you left yep. something yep. like that so so that's awesome i'm glad you're here i'm glad we're going to talk uh get your perspective on what's happening um before we started i kind of talked about what what the show encompasses here and now, you and I met actually for the first time yesterday which I really enjoyed and um, uh, that is that's really cool to be able to do and I know a little bit more about you on, on the personal side of things so I know that you know you are a gentleman who has a, a big heart and you're not necessarily uh, you're not necessarily concerned about who's right or who's wrong but just the message that needs to be given out to people uh, mm-hmm. and and that message is truth, right? So, yep. so what is your understanding of the truth as it relates to the civilians on the Russian side
3: of the border? So <clears throat> first of all, I wanna touch base on what really happened uh, about two weeks ago. I feel like that a lot of people need to be clarified. So 11.23 <clears> p.m. on Wednesday, our time, uh, Ukraine decided to shoot a couple missiles, and according to their State Department, it was a misfire. But the problem was that it was in the Russian airways, and it hit a Russian cargo plane. So 11.24 p.m., about a minute later, after some uh, people were notified, then Vladimir Putin came out uh, saying that Russia has officially declared war on Ukraine, in and because of the consequences that Ukraine did. And see the pro- the problem too that is is that the media didn't get the full picture. They only they didn't get the full picture, and they didn't get the full uh, the bigger the why or whose fault really it was, you know. Right. So that's I just want to clarify that. It wait was, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're
0: telling me the media in the United States doesn't tell the truth?
3: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> you know.
3: They're, they're both uh, brainwash people
0: yeah it's crazy isn't it now as we talk i'm going to show some of the material that you sent me so um you know as we're going through here so this uh is a uh, picture of a a downed uh aircraft that's a plane that got shot
3: down by ukraine
0: so so here we go we have you know russia saying stuff the ukraine saying stuff we don't necessarily know how true everything is and which which you know there's probably some truth in everything i don't know but You know, um, what I do know is the United States is really showing poorly, very weakly, uh, you know, with this Biden uh, resident and thief in the office. And, uh, you know, this is something that now even the bio weapons that Russia says they found that the United States were making. I mean, how can the United States actually deny that when, you know, we just went through the whole COVID thing, which we know, was being funded for gain-of-function testing from uh, Fauci and other people in the United States. I mean, so, you know, and then the people, some of the people in the current administration had admitted previously that we were doing this in the Ukraine. So, yep. you know, so the United States, Russia, Ukraine, I think, you know, all nations try to put things in their, that in a, situ- in a perspective that makes them look the best, right? Yeah. So that's what we're seeing in Russia as well. Now, you have friends, right,
3: that are in there. Yes. And what are
0: they telling um, you that they're experiencing?
3: So they're in Belgrud, B-E-L-G-O-R-O-D, Belgrud, Russia. So that's where they're at. And if you want to show one of the videos, so that's actually not too far away from the Ukrainian border um, that you're seeing that it's got the big aftermath. But yeah. I want to touch a point on where one of my military guys, he actually took footage of all 164 missiles being shot all at once. And it looked like it was raining, like it looked like sparklers are shooting up. And I don't know if you want to show that to the people. I don't know which, I don't know if I have that one. Was that one of the night ones? Yeah, that was at the one of the night ones where you saw like a whole bunch of flashing lights. Oh. Uh, that was a church that was um, in Russia. That was a church that was burned down. Uh, with over 50 people that were killed. Um, and that was actually like uh, on a Thursday. Uh, that w- that was just sad uh, during that time. And that's actually in Ukraine. And he took footage of when he was in Russia. That's actually in Russia into Ukraine. Wow. So this
0: one, uh, just go back to it real quick. This is a church where 50 people were... Were attendants. And he were, was one of them. And so the the church was... There were several people who survived, but 50 people died in this attack, yep. what you're saying. And then
3: this is the one I thought you were you're referring to with the multiple. Uh, uh, if you scroll, I think I sent you the one that's the most recent one. Um, it shows you, like, a whole bunch of missiles. Like, he does a pan, a pan around. Yeah, I don't have that one on here. I'll, I'll send it that. to you then. No, yeah. I'll send it to you then. Yeah. But either Either way, what happened is that he actually worked at an oil field. If you want to take the most recent, uh, the oil field one, and of uh, that uh, black billowing smoke, if I think it's that one right there that you're pointing. This one. Or this one. Um. Oh no, that was actually in Ukraine. Uh, that was actually outside the embassy.
0: Wow. Yeah, and that's the other part of the story that you have some interesting
3: uh, perspective on is what's really happening at the U.S. Embassy, right? Yep. So what happened is that there is, as of right now, we're speaking, there were 200 people uh, all together in the U.S. Embassy. And shortly after Russia declared war, um, the State Department came out saying that they will not be evacuating the 200 American citizens, which I have, I know a couple of people in the U.S. Embassy, and they were absolutely heartbroken saying that America has left them behind. Um, Well, we, we saw that yeah you
0: know, Yeah, we saw that before in Afghanistan, right? The incompetence, mm-hmm. the incompetence is overwhelming. So so yeah, so this is around the embassy people. Um I want to go back to the plane crash or the plane that was downed. Yep. So just to reiterate to people what uh the news out of Russia is is that they actually were attacked first and this is the uh two miles this, outside the city. This is outside. this is the miles outside of the city that you were uh, Belgrade. in, yeah. So, so yeah. So, what uh, what are people telling you that they're going through personally
3: as you know? They send you these clips. So they're telling me that um, first of all, they their electricity is spotty. It's very um, the electricity isn't like what they had. It's uh, it goes off and on. Uh, they have to. They're in ration mode, and so that means they get rations for the week. And another thing is that they don't, they're in fear for their life because they don't know if it's going to be their last day or not. And so they, they're in constant, uh, they have their windows shut constantly, so light does not, or light doesn't come out of the windows and it doesn't get hit. And they said that it's just, uh, one of them said it was like Georgia all over again when Georgia was attacking Russia, and it was just like that all over again. And that's where, see, And those images remind me of what happened in Georgia, the country um, and in Russia, when Ru- Georgia, the country was bombing Russia. Those are the same exact images that come by where you have those big military convoys going mm-hmm. through the city and see, it's just heartbroken where you see kids screaming in the background and it's just, it's devastating. It's devastating for everybody. That's exactly the point. I mean- and see, and, the, and one of the things, and here's... And so, you know, as you see, like people say, you know, we got pray for Ukraine, pray for Ukraine. Well, a lot of people don't really understand is that we have to pray for both sides. You're right. Um, It's not just one side. Unlike America, clearly America has, I mean, America is funding the war. America is funding Russia through natural gas and buying their gasoline. And a matter of fact, did you know that the whole Biden move? So they this actually just came out. Um, it was on Fox News and it was actually on Russian news where uh, Putin said no to Iran when Iran went to uh, Russia uh, to say, "Hey, do you mind if we supply United States with oil?" And Putin said no. And so that means we're going to have to redo the Iranian deal until. So they're holding they're holding us hostage in regards. Right. And the Iranian I, the Iranian deal that they're working on is a three hundred million dollar. Um, nuclear deal well you know he's let's look at the history of Barack Obama and
0: Joe Biden and now Joe Biden I mean they have They're they're it's guilty so, so. of funding our enemies constantly billions of dollars that was given to the Iran during the Obama administration that is going to go for terrorist strikes which which could happen soon thanks to the non-existence of a border and the
3: south mm-hmm. of the United States and see, and the problem is that I think a couple nights ago, um, before we met, um, I think I told you that at 11:30 p.m. there was a bill, the anonymous bill that was passed. Over fourteen, mm-hmm. billion, over fourteen billion dollars are going to go to the border of Ukraine so they can build up a border wall or build up a tougher border so Russia can't go in. Well,
0: it's not problem. only in
3: Ukraine; it's eight countries,
0: eight countries, yeah. and we can't, we can't, we can't,
3: we can't, uh... we can't build our own border yeah. wall.
0: <laughs> wall. Right. It's just ridiculous. Problem.
3: Well, and here's the bigger and here's the bigger thing is that, um, according to my uh, source, they said that the Belarus and other countries are now positioning towards Poland and heading over towards Germany um, because of all the sanctions. And, um, and also China is also b- funding Russia now because w- with all the sanctions, they don't really work. You know, I hate to say it. Yeah. America thinks that sanctions work and it's like a slap on the hand
0: like uh they work work if the country's isolated but russia is not isolated no and and and, uh i you know what i think this is is i think i think it's deliberate i think that you're gonna see world war three basically i think that the nato countries are going to be drawn into it i think that china is going to invade taiwan yeah i think that this is all part of the great reset and this is part of the whole drive to the new world order and that's why we're sitting back doing absolutely nothing and Mm -hmm. my what i heard in the news is that now we're no longer going to buy oil from russia but if we turn around and we buy it from russia's allies i mean what kind of sense is the same
3: thing yeah we're doing the same thing right and see and the and the problem to the whole thing is is that when you have um the democrats talking point and say well we gotta we gotta rely on other countries for oil well, we can't be doing that because you want to know why the country the, and the whole Russia situation and stuff, the oil gas, the oil prices were going up prior to the Russia thing. And so they are right. they went from temporary to say, oh, well, we're in a time of war. Of course, it's going to go up. No, the uh, the temporary and we're in the war doesn't help what they're trying to do. Their their main goal and their agenda is to push everyone towards electric vehicles, which my bigger question I have for you is where's the electricity going to come from? I mean, it's well, not going to come. Santa Claus, is it? Yeah, it's going to come from the
0: coal. It's going to come from coal, right? Um, Yeah. And what's ridiculous about that is the elites are are so clueless that they think that you and I can go swing a Tesla, right? I mean, uh, we don't have the money for that kind of stuff, and neither do 90% of the Americans. Green energy is a great idea. It'd be lovely if we had the technology for it. We continue to work towards it. I agree 100%. But what they're doing and what their expectations are, are, it's really about grabbing power it's not about the environment with these people i mean yep. the united states has, has done more than any country on the globe to get to regulate and uh regulate discharges and that sort of thing i know cuz i used to have to file reports for several different industries and it's gotten better and better over the decades so um
3: and so, so and i want to so, so, so i want
0: to wrap it up real quick and and give you the the opportunity. But before I do, I'll just say that the guy, the name behind you there, he had our country, Energy Independent. And the the person right now, the imposter, uh, is purposely going down the paths he's going down, I believe, to to, uh, be part of the Great Reset and the New
3: World Order. So last word to you. So one thing is that I think we should be put on our calendar is June, the month of June, because with all these mass bodies that are being like mass graves on both sides, well, the problem to that is that uh, there's a uh, small outbreak right now called typhoid, and it's worse than smallpox, and if it hits the community, it's going to destroy the community. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. people should be cautious about typhoid, which might be the new pandemic that might come out under COVID. But I also think that as we go to sleep, we have to remember. That we still live in a. We still live in a free country. And anyway, what people are doing is that they're not. We don't have the freedoms like people in Russia do, and that's why I urge you to write to your senator or write to your congressman, either at the state level and at the high school, or not the state level, at the national level and at the state level, saying we get start drilling our own start drilling our own oil because those are the freedoms that uh, the constitution has given us. And I think that we should exercise it instead of having somebody else exercise it for us, because if we all flood the mails, if we all flood the mailboxes and if we flood their phone lines, they're going to listen. They're going to have to listen at some point. The reason why they're walking all over us is because they're not having anyone be- holding them accountable. They're not having anyone showing up at their offices. They're just doing whatever and they're like, oh, it's okay. Like that, uh, city hall meeting I was talking to you about last night. Mm-hmm. I was the only one there right now what does one person I mean I might throw like a little feather like a pebble dust or pebble inside of a big big pond but that's going to make a tiny ripple if we all if we make it one big group like if we do it as Patriots or if we do it as uh like a group that cares for others like cares for Russia and cares for Ukraine we will make an impact the reason why they're walking all over us is because they think that nobody's going to do it, and all they have to do is they just have to shut that one person up, and then it's not a big problem. Yeah, you know, it's because we're letting them, right? Yep, and we yeah. can't be because enough
0: is enough. Right, very well said. We need more patriots to stand up. I think that you know, looking at what's happening in Russia and Ukraine is is a good is a good thing to point to and say that could be the very thing that happens here, and it's not an impossibility. I- so.
3: No, and I hate to say it, and it's and we and um, and I think as we discussed, Wisconsin has a lot more, I think we could do a different segment, but Wisconsin's a lot more corrupt than a lot of people think it is. I think that's true
0: of the of the nation in general. There's a lot of things yep. that are coming to light right now, and hopefully that'll motivate people to become more involved. Yep. So everybody pray for all of the innocents. That's what I say. Pray for the innocents. These innocents are on both sides. Don't forget that. And uh, thanks, Ozim, awesome, for being here. And God bless you. We'll talk to you again soon.
3: Absolutely. May God bless you. And remember, God loves you. You And I'll meet you at the finish line. Awesome. Thanks.
0: That's it for today, everybody. Please come back. We'll be back on Sunday with another episode. We'll be live streaming at 4 p.m. Central. We have some great stuff coming up for you in the next few weeks. So check us out. Come back. Tell your friends. And uh, join us on Gitter and Rumble and Cloud Hub, uh, several other social media sites. Uh, we'll be glad to have you uh, exchange comments and join the conversation. Thanks again so much. We'll see you next time.